0: It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Cavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for
1: healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast.
2: You got to make Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education, And counseling. I'm Darlene Kavis, certified nutrition specialist, licensed nutritionist, and host of dishing up nutrition. Well, happy new year to everyone. It's going to be a great year. 2016. So if over the holidays, sugar got back into your diet, you know, we're going to, we're here today to talk about how to get off sugar and we're going to offer six steps to getting off sugar. A question you may be asking yourself, is sugar a problem for me? I don't know how many people are asking that, but let's put that question in perspective. The Mar- American Heart Association recommends no more than six teaspoons of sugar daily for women and for men no more than nine teaspoons. That still seems like a lot of sugar, but they, it's not as much as what people are are actually eating. As you're thinking about how much sugar you're eating, let me introduce one of our co-hosts today. Joining us for the very first time is Carolyn Hudson. It's not the first time she's been on radio, though. I know that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Carolyn is a registered and licensed dietitian, and she sees clients at our New Eden Prairie location. So welcome, Carolyn. How much sugar... Is the average American eating now? This I'm not talking about over the holidays, but on an average day, how much sugar is an average American eating every day?
3: Well, a lot more than six teaspoons. Dar, <laughs> would you believe most people are eating somewhere between at least 22 to 26 teaspoons of added sugar every day? That's
2: that's kind of amazing. You know, I just kind of per, put that into perspective. I had a little New Year's Day party yesterday, and I can't believe that some people are still putting sugar in their coffee.
3: (laughs) Amazing, isn't
2: it? But I had to go scurrying around the house trying to find a little sugar yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, the Heart Association recommends, we said before, six teaspoons of sugar. Not more than that for women. So why would the American Heart Association recommend only six teaspoons? What does sugar have to do with heart disease? You know, I think we've heard for over 30 years, it is fat and cholesterol, right?
3: Right. That causes heart disease, not sugar. Yeah, but you know, after many uh, years of research... Uh, and a whole lot of studies, the American Heart Association has made the connection to sugar as one of the main culprits in causing inflammation in the blood vessels leading to cardiovascular disease. That's kind of amazing. So I come
2: back to the question, is sugar, is your sugar habit a problem for you? Do you need to cut back or do you need to eliminate sugar as much as possible? You know, to help us think about the question, today is Brittany Thomas, who is also a registered and licensed dietitian. So, Brittany, where are we getting all that sugar that people are eating? Well, we just wrapped up the
0: holiday season. And so let's look at some of common holiday treats. A piece of fudge which seems to be at every holiday party, one cubic inch, which is (laughs) pretty tiny, (laughs) has over four teaspoons of sugar. And again, nobody is just eating one of those. Right. So three of them, you've just eaten 12 teaspoons of sugar.
3: Wow, that's a lot of sugar. That is a lot. And that's not a lot of fudge. No, not at all. No, I don't think they cut in one by one pieces. I don't think so.
0: (laughs) In a cup of caramel popcorn, which my mom used to always make over the holidays, there's over ten teaspoons of sugar. No
2: wonder it's so addicting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. and again, that's a cup. Yeah, yes. so people are who,
2: feeling a little bowl. Yeah, who eats a cup? Uh huh. So you know, think about that. That's again, you could be eating thirty teaspoons mm-hmm. of sugar easily. Well, easily.
0: Yeah, yeah. And cookies. We all know cookies are very popular this time of year. So in a chocolate chip cookie. From Subway, there are four and a half teaspoons of added sugar and 30 grams of carbohydrates. And again, those are not very big cookies. That's what I
2: was wondering because I haven't been in a a Subway for mm, a long, 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 long time. (laughs) So the cookies are really kind of small, those chocolate chip cookies.
3: Well, last time I was there, which was a long time ago, too. but Maybe we are not the best judges of that one, but I am sure there's a lot of sugar in those cookies. I think we could Mm -hmm. safely say that, you know, most people consumed, you know, even more than 22 teaspoons of sugar over the holidays. I think, you know, really the first step, step number one, To quit eating sugar is to get more knowledge about what foods contain sugar and how much sugar you're actually consuming. Yeah, if people don't know,
2: then how can you make the right... Right, right. Mm -hmm. You you, you can't make the right decision if you don't know. So the other question you have to ask yourself, are you a person who can stop with one? Like, can you stop with one piece of fudge or one Christmas cookie... Or does it lead to another and another and another?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, when I'm working with clients, I really try to help them realize how sugar and all of these processed carbohydrates are damaging their body. And we really have to get honest with ourselves. I mean, a lot of people don't think much of grabbing a little piece of candy from the candy dish, but doing that 20 times a day that mm-hmm. really adds up. Mm-hmm. So we need to really sit down and realize what we're consuming. And I think most people with diabetes realizes that eating fudge, cookies, sweet bread, pasta, crackers, pretzels, their blood sugar or their glucose numbers are going to increase dramatically.
2: I I think that's a big statement that you just made, Brittany, because do most people with diabetes really know that when they eat pasta that their blood sugars are going to go up? Mm Mm-hmm. That's yeah. an interesting question, yeah. isn't it? I yeah. agree,
3: Dar. I think that they actually, they maybe know about the candy, but yeah. they don't equate sugar with uh, pasta. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Or crackers. Yeah, it really
0: depends on how often they're actually checking their blood sugars. Yes. And I would say for sure people that don't have diabetes do not know that at all, <laughs> no. at all. And but, sometimes that can increase your glucose to over 200. Mm-hmm. And a reminder is we want it to be below 100.
2: Exactly. I
3: I mean, how many people even know that? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm working with a person with diabetes, I really try to help them realize that high blood sugars damage their eyes. High blood sugars damages their hearing. High blood sugars damages their memory. High blood sugars damage circulation to their toes. You know, I believe education is a powerful behavior changer. You know, step number two is to get honest with yourself. But again, how do you get honest with yourself if you don't know that, oh, I'm losing my hearing and I've been running high blood sugars. How do I know that unless I realize that Mm -hmm. if somebody hasn't told me that? And typically, when we make an appointment with our medical professional, they don't have time to tell us these things. They know it, but they don't. You know, it's like um, I know one of my clients said that was running some higher blood sugars said, Oh, my mother lost her eyesight because of high blood sugars, but still hadn't really personally connected Mm -hmm. it, the danger. You know, that's the interesting part. Yeah. So again, you know, step number two is we've got to get honest with ourselves. Yeah.
3: There's really something that happens when we get older. Uh, When we eat sugar, and for some of us, it's just a little bit extra, uh, we actually have more aches and pains. Sugar makes our knees hurt. Mm -hmm. Sugar makes our shoulders ache. And sugar makes our hips Hurt. Yes. <laughs> Again, when we eliminate sugar from our diet, we are usually rewarded with less pains and aches. But we've got to make that connection with sugar and pain. It's easier to give up sugar if we realize that we have less pain when we do that. Mm-hmm. So think about it for yourself. How much better would you feel? if your body was free of some of those aches and pains. I bet,
2: Carolyn, over the holidays, I bet people are experiencing more aches and pains just from the Christmas parties and from the New Year's Day parties and things like that, because yes. it's it's more difficult to avoid the sugar over the holidays. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. certainly is.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Not only the sugar and the, you know, holiday treats, but, you know, People are also having alcohol, mm-hmm. and we kind of forget that that's also a sugar. Sugar. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Again, so step number two is getting honest with yourself. So, should we? Is that time? I think it is okay. already. You are listening to
0: Dishing Up Nutrition brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and counseling. I am Brittany Thomas, registered and licensed dietitian. Joining me in studio is Caroline Hudson, also a registered and licensed dietitian, and Darlene Kvis, licensed nutritionist and founder of Nutritional Weight and Wellness. So here's a little candy fact. In a grocery store, Candy companies pay a lot of money. They pay top dollar for the shelves along the checkout lane because candy sells well as an impulse buy. Actually, 40% of the sales at the checkout are
3: from candy. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I can't even believe that. Yeah. It's a
0: lot. The display shelves along the checkout lane are the most expensive real estate in the country. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So lots and lots of profit is made from candy.
2: Right so, in the grocery store. Yeah.
0: So be mindful when you're checking out.
2: <laughs> okay. We'll be back in a minute. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, founder of Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And I'd like to invite you to sign up for the January series of Nutrition for Weight Loss. You know, we're offering this series in 10 different locations, This and that's amazing. We have actually 13 different classes that we're offering. So And we really want to help people get back on track with healthy eating. You know, we have two new locations. Madeline will be teaching our series in New Richmond, Wisconsin, which is really great. And Orly will be teaching a new location in Blaine, which is nice. It's for all those people that are up there on Forest Lake and mm-hmm. Atlanta Lakes and all those places that I don't know. <laughs> you know, of course we have classes in Maple Grove, Wyzetta, Eden Prairie, Lakeville, Mendota Heights, St. Paul, and Woodbury. So call 651-699-3438 for details, or you can register online at weightandwellness.com and People, if they have questions, nutrition questions, or how to get back on track this morning, our number here in studio is 651-641-1071. And we were talking about getting honest, I think. Yes. Yeah,
3: Yeah, on how much sugar we're actually (laughs) eating Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. educating ourselves about it. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. So getting honest with ourselves is goal number two. And, you know, in Minnesota this past month, the weather's been a little strange. Rainy, actually. Yes, it has. Very cloudy. And not a whole lot of sunshine. And people have really been feeling the effects. Feeling tired, down, craving more sugar. I've had a lot of clients comment about it to me. That they're craving sugar. And the more sugar they reach for, the more depressed, the more moody, and the more out of control that they have felt. So also, they've lost some of their focus, memory. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And again, if we can connect feeling irritable, moody, tired, any of those things with eating sugar, it's going to be a lot easier to just eliminate it from your diet.
2: I think one of the things that happens, Brittany, though, when people eat sugar, they do get a little few seconds, pick me up Mm -hmm. and then crash it down. Yep. But that little pick-me-up, it's really addicting. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So making that connection can be really hard. I mean, we all have a lot of things going on in, in our lives and thinking about. So what I would suggest doing is actually journaling your food, your energy, your sleep, your aches and pains, headaches, whatever symptoms you might be having, and see if any of the foods that you're eating are triggering those symptoms or if eliminating sugar makes them go
2: away, I think one of the things on journaling, people hate that. A lot of people hate <laughs> yes, that. Yes, they do because because it, we've always said it's because it's a weight loss technique. Yeah. But stop thinking that way. Stop. Start thinking. Okay, what am I eating that's causing me to be crabby? Yeah. Or what am I eating that's giving me a leg ache, or a back ache, or hip ache? What am I eating? So there's a different reason to journal and figure it out. Absolutely. And it isn't deprivation. No. It's just kind of finding
3: out, what am I eating that's causing me to feel lousy? You know what? And I really think it's important to help you get in tune with your body. Before Mm -hmm. the show started, we were talking about that. So many people don't connect how they're feeling, what's going on in their body with what they're eating. So this is a good way to start. Absolutely. And it's, you know, that's a a nice new year's resolution
2: Mm -hmm. to say, okay, let's do this for, I don't know, 10 days, you know, 15 days and just check it out. Yep. Or even five days. Mm -hmm. We'll give you a clue.
0: Yeah. I even do it periodically and I've Mm -hmm. learned some interesting things about my body that I never otherwise would have figured out. Mm
2: hmm.
0: And, Again, if we can connect feeling great, having good memory, having a sense of well-being when we eliminate sugar, I promise you it's going to be so much easier to do that because we all want to feel our best. Mm -hmm. And our brain is a very powerful tool. And sometimes we have to use that powerful tool to dig into our self-care and our commitment.
2: And, you know, and I think that's the other thing, Brittany, is a lot of times people are not using their brain Mm -hmm. with what they're eating, there's a disconnect. Yeah. So, and it is a powerful tool.
0: Very powerful. So step number three is making that commitment to yourself.
3: Absolutely. Self-awareness and honesty are really powerful tools. You know, as a nutritionist, I found that when clients tell me, you know, I'm going to stop Maybe next Monday, after the weekend, after the Super Bowl, after their holiday, whatever. They're really struggling with self-awareness and honesty. And if, if they say something more like, oh, I'm going to stop today, absolutely. Then, you know, you know that they're committed. So what I try to do with my clients is I try to help them vocalize a nice short-term goal that they think you know might be a little stretch it's not going to be super easy but vocalize a goal and hold themselves accountable either to themselves or you know enlist a friend or Mm -hmm. their husbands a family member and hold themselves accountable to that goal and actually i have them you know Repeat it back to me, you know, Mm -hmm. in your own words. So I maybe suggest something and then I have them actually repeat it back to me. So holding them accountable and making a goal is really important. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Carolyn, I think when clients tell us that they will stop in the future,
2: that is a clue that they have not made the commitment to change. But when clients say, you know, I'm starting right now, this very minute, I'm done with the Christmas cookies. No more soda. And I'm not buying the morning muffin any longer. These people, these clients have really engaged their brain to change a habit.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. They're on board. They've made that commitment. Mm -hmm. That sounds really good. Just make the commitment and the compulsive sugar habit will be gone. As nutritionists, we know there are many steps that need to happen before that true commitment comes. These are actual, you know, biochemical steps that I find clients need to make before any commitment happens. I actually wrote about these steps in a blog called Six Steps to Quit Quit Eating Sugar um, that you can find on our weight and wellness website. So, Let's talk about steps four, five, and six.
2: So, Carolyn, let's go back over that just a little bit because, you know, I think one of the things that happens to a lot of people, they believe that they can just make a commitment out of the blue, and they haven't really prepared their body to make that commitment. And, of course, what happens is they fail. Mm -hmm. And then they feel even worse than before. Mm -hmm. So what we're really saying is, yeah, we got to make that commitment, but we need to have that biochemical backup. Well, we need our, to get our body ready
3: to make the commitment. Right. And we have to know how to do that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of new thinking for a lot of people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, a lot of times I'll tell c- clients, you know, it's not all about willpower. This is a biochemical thing. Doesn't that make you feel a little bit better mm-hmm. that it's not just about your willpower? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're always going, wow, it really isn't. It's not about my willpower. So then they don't <laughs> have to feel so guilty. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
2: And I think in your article, you will go through those steps very well with some of the biochemical factors that people need to get in place first. Right. So. Exactly. So
0: the next step, step number four, is kicking the sugar habit is to eat three meals and three snacks every day. And I, like most of the population, 80% (laughs) of the population, my cravings come back with a vengeance if I skip a meal or a snack or if I go too long without eating. So I always, always try to have four ounces of protein, at least two cups of veggies and some healthy fat, at least a tablespoon of healthy fat. And I like, so an example would be the turkey wild rice um, soup. And you can add canned coconut in there, canned coconut milk to make it nice and creamy. Mm -hmm. I do that a lot for the healthy fat or celery and cream cheese.
2: Just on the side, yeah. Mm -hmm, Such
0: mm -hmm, a great mm -hmm. lunch. Very hearty, very satisfying, and it'll make you feel good.
2: (laughs) So, I think this is a really important step that you just mentioned, yes, is it is eating you know eating three meals and three snacks every day, and over the holidays, it's really difficult to yes. do because we're out doing a lot of shopping and different things, and we skip, and pretty soon, we're at the orange juice and cinnamon roll place, yeah, right, and exactly. that's what we're
3: buying, yeah. One of the tricks I have, I always have a little, I have a little tin that I got, I think, from the almond board or something. And I, and it's the exact right size for a serving of almonds. Mm -hmm. And I always keep those in my car. And, you know, I try to put my other things like my protein and, uh, you know, a little bit of carbs, either, you know, a half of an apple or a really small apple, you know, in my purse almost every morning, Mm -hmm. because especially over the holidays, man, that was really tough some days. Mm -hmm. We know all of us here in the studio know, but when you're off running, doing all those Christmas errands, it. Gets really easy to get off track. Yeah, you know I does. think
2: the other thing is for people to realize that when their blood sugar starts to drop, their natural instinct is to crave sugar. Yep,
3: it happens to everyone, yep. just not to that person. Yep, yeah, it you know it yep. happens to everyone, and I think they're going to you know know that if they start journaling like you yes. suggested, Brittany. Absolutely. Yeah. So next time you have a craving,
0: I really encourage you to think. Before you make um, an impulse purchase, think about why would you even be having that craving? When was the last time that you ate? Mm-hmm. Or was the last thing that you ate balanced? Yes. And I bet you, you again, are going to learn some things. So it is time for another break already. And you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you have questions for us today, call 651-641-1071. And I want to share an interesting fact from a study reported in the Journal of Circulation. There are 184,000 annual deaths worldwide from the consumption of sugar-sweetened drinks.
2: So that we're, we're talking about is soda, mm-hmm. juice, yep. um, Gatorade. iced tea, Gatorade, yeah, all those things. And wow. that
0: does not include... All of the holiday treats that we were talking about earlier.
2: No, this that's is just the just drink.
0: drinks. Wow. And this includes your contribution to obesity, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and cancer.
2: Wow, that's a lot. Yes, so if is. people have questions, what's the number? 651
4: 641 1071. Call me on my
2: cell phone. Well, welcome back to Dishing hey, Up, up Nutrition. We have a special guest joining us by phone this morning. So we're going to welcome Mary to the show. So Mary, welcome to the show. And this is Mary Burns. And I know you decided to take the Nutrition for Weight Loss class series. And you actually had an individual appointment with me, a couple of them actually. And when you first came in, you were really felt desperate. You knew you were pre-diabetic. Your knee was hurting and you needed to lose some weight. And, you know, as we talked, you shared that once you started eating processed carbs and sugar, you couldn't stop. So, you made the commitment to not eat sugar through the holidays. Big commitment. How did it go? Welcome, Mary.
1: It went great. And I'll tell you why. Because of... Thing on the Nutritional Weight and Wellness Program. If I eat six times a day and eat what I'm supposed to eat, I don't have those cravings. And I think what was the most amazing thing about this holiday season is I went through it and I stayed on track, and I didn't have the... I think before I used to think, oh, poor me, I can't have that. You know, I right. felt that I was being uh, punished or whatever you want to say because I couldn't have the cookies and I couldn't have that. And this year, I actually looked at it like, I don't want those. I don't want to feel like I felt before. And in um, that, I think that's the huge thing for me. You guys were talking about taking the willpower out of it. I always thought it was willpower, and I couldn't figure out. I'm a very, very strong, focused person. And you Nobody are. can tell me. <laughs> yeah, Nobody can tell me you can't do that, you know. And I couldn't figure out why I couldn't get a grip on the eating part of it. And I now realize that it, it really had nothing to do with willpower and everything to do with what my body was kind of doing on its own, where I would have that sugar and then it would lead to the next thing and it would just, and the cravings were there. And I don't know that, I don't believe now that you can overcome that just by willpower. No, you can't. It, it has That's to right. Be done, yeah. It has to be done by the food you're putting in your body. And I'm such good proof of that because I never would have believed that. You know, and I and I did know that I used to joke about yeah, it's not the one day of eating that kills you, it's the two, three weeks afterwards that exactly. oh well, I blew it you mm-hmm. know. Well now I realize it wasn't just again, it wasn't the willpower on that, it was the food that I was eating and then yeah, that would set me on a path of of the ups and downs of, of craving the sugar. Mm-hmm. And and, and it- I also related to too, you said that I didn't know where it was found. I thought sugar was in
2: candy, and that was it. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. So it's interesting that when once you, and I think probably, Mary, if we remember back, it probably took you two or three days to get the sugar out of your system and eating six times a day, eating in balance. Yep. it You probably had a little bit of sugar, sugar withdrawal. Oh, um, I had I had quite a bit. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: I I was one of those that did start uh, cold turkey. Mm-hmm. I w- I was I said I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, and mm-hmm. that was when I came in and talked to you, Dar, and f- and found that you know what this is this is the way that I need to go. Yeah. I I just said that's it. I started that day, and I had a pretty rough week. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that first week, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I, just getting into that habit of eating six times a day. My clients, yeah. when they start, they go, I can't do that. I can't yeah. eat six times a day. Well, yep. give it a little try. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I, you I will. Look back
1: to. Yeah, I look back to, I had started, I had such trouble eating six times a day that I had to set an alarm on my phone right. to remind me, you've got to eat. And I didn't want to eat. And now... It's like clockwork when I'm when I the alarm the alarms are still on there they go off. I've already I'm making my snack. I'm making Perfect. my lunch. Mm-hmm. I'm That's great. and I don't even have to think about it.
3: Yeah, um, isn't it yeah, nice I, not to have oh, those cravings again?
1: Yeah, and I realized I was on the a path that I think a lot of people are. Is I would kind of starve myself all day. Yes, and then you mm-hmm. would get to the end of the workday, and you're just out of control because you're hungry and you haven't fed yourself and you haven't taken care of yourself. And then the first thing you grab are all the processed carbs and the sugar and the candy bar and whatever is just close by you there.
2: I think anyone that's had a weight issue in the past have that that they're prewired to think that way. Yes. If I starve myself, I'll lose weight. Well, yes. actually, you gain weight then, Yep. yes, so you keep keep yeah. slowing your metabolism, but then you kind of eat excessively afterwards when your blood sugar is so low,
1: yes. So and it's that's just what I realized the most is my blood sugar was all over the place, up and down, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I don't, you know, I couldn't have until I controlled that with the eating the six times a day and eating the balanced snacks and meals. I would have not had any chance to lose any weight or do anything that I needed to do for my health.
2: So, Mary, how is your blood sugars now? Have you had them remeasured since you know you were in, or are, I have, you- and I
1: don't have the numbers right in front of me but the most amazing thing was I went in and every I was borderline I was already insulin resistant I was borderline on my cholesterol um every single number came down immediately
4: when, and congratulations wow. yeah and
1: that was really really motivating to see that happen and I and I had shared with Dar I had literally gone to you know, we were talking about what the doctors tell you. The doctor had wanted to put me on more medication, and that was the answer, mm-hmm. more medication. And that's where I got to the desperate thinking, I can't, this is wrong. There's got to be something better to this.
2: And just and good food is better. Yes.
1: That's it. Yep. Good, good food is better, and now I'm not on, on any of the medications that I was on. Wonderful. And I'm losing weight. It's
3: wonderful. wonderful. Mm-hmm.
1: And
2: how is your mood and focus?
1: Oh my mood and focus! I keep I keep telling my husband it's like a it's kind of like a cloud has lifted. I don't know how <laughs> else to explain it. It's like I had this kind of numbing cloud there, and yes. that's lifting. And that's really exciting to me because you had told me, Dar, that your brain actually starts to repair itself. Mm-hmm. And at fifty one, I need all the help <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: repairing
1: that brain and memory and. And that has made a huge difference. And my moods, absolutely now we, it's our joke in the family about, you know, well, I'm getting hangry because the second I don't, I'm getting close to it, I don't have that, that, my snack and my food yet. My, I can see my mood drop. Yeah. And I know, oh, it's time to sit down and eat. It's mm-hmm. time to, you know, and I realized that I had just been chasing that roller coaster before rather than, it's really empowering when you start to realize that you can have control over it.
2: Yes, um, exactly. Mm-hmm. You are rather in control. Than, yes,
1: right. Rather than just reacting mm-hmm. to what's happening, you can say, "Okay, this is what I need to do," and have control over it.
2: So, Mary, thank you for calling in today, and thank you for you're you're such a delightful client, and you're so delightful to have in the classes. And she, yes, Brittany, absolutely. So, yeah. thank you, and
1: Mary, well, I would I would just tell people just just do it, just get get on board and just do it. Because like you said, if you wait, uh, you know, there, what are you waiting for? <laughs> really, what are you waiting for? Right. Because it's, it's, it works. And I look at all these advertisements for all the weight loss programs that are coming on TV right now, and I realize that it's, they're not going to work. Until you change your food and change the things that you're putting in your body, you will not be able to
4: have
2: success. You might lose a little weight at first, and uh, you might lose a lot of weight, but then look in another year what has happened to you. Yeah. You know? So thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right. Thank you, you, Mary. That's great. What a great story, Mary has.
3: Yeah. You know, and she's got so much wisdom Mm
4: -hmm.
3: about her own body now. Yeah. Yeah. Connecting those aches and pains back to that sugar consumption. That is really what we want people to do. So Mm that was great. So
2: Brittany, should we take a few callers now or what do you think?
0: Well, it is just about time for our last break already. Okay. So let's take a break and then we will get to some callers when we get back. Okay. And you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And if you think that fat-free chocolate milk is okay for kids to drink... Think again, 16 ounces of chocolate milk has 13 and a half teaspoons of sugar.
2: Almost every, for every ounce, almost a teaspoon of sugar. Wow.
0: So before picking up a treat for the kids or for yourself, check the amount of sugar on the food label and decide if it's a safe food. So if you want to learn more about reading food labels, join me this Monday, January 4th from 6 to 730 I will be leading a grocery store tour at the Kowalskis on Grand Avenue in St. Paul, and we're going to be checking out the sugar on labels, how to read labels. Lots of good good stuff, good information. So call 651-699-3438 to sign up.
3: And we will be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Each week, we present a simple but powerful message. Eat real food in balance to support good health. Sounds simple, but we find it's really new information for many people. Even though we've said the same message for the past 11 years, (laughs) the Nutrition for Weight Loss program is based on real food, real meat, real fish, real fruits and vegetables, and good beneficial fat such as butter, olive oil, and nuts. Here's a comment from the past Nutrition for Weight Loss uh, client, and I quote, I don't feel so bloated. I'm a little more limber and flexible. My cravings went away. Mental fog is lifted. I have more energy. I just feel better, and I've lost 11 pounds. That's kind of what we heard from Mary, too, Mm -hmm, didn't we? Uh, Real food is the answer. Just call us at 651-699-3438 to set up an appointment so you can experience these benefits for yourself. So we have a few callers on the line, I know. Yes,
0: we do. Good morning, Tammy. You have a question about sugar?
2: Good morning, Tammy. Hello, Tammy.
4: Yeah, hi. Good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you.
2: You have a question?
4: I do. Um, I would say that I am definitely a person who needs to assess their sugar problems. Mm-hmm. And probably am a pretty good person to do it fairly honestly with the right tools. Um, but I have had gastric bypass surgery. Mm-hmm. And um, I am wondering, like, in terms of one of the reasons that I decided to have the surgery was I was kind of hypoglycemic. And my cholesterol was quite high, in addition to some other health concerns. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I did some therapy um, through a local like expert clinic on eating disorders, Mm -hmm. and got some really good like um, control of compulsive type eating,
3: and got
4: much better eating habits as a result. However, I'm still a sugar fiend. Yeah, I think Tammy. Way too much sugar for a person with gastric bypass.
2: Tammy, I think one of the things most people now—I I I I can't say everybody that has had gastric bypass—they have a sugar problem to begin with, right? For sure, I did. They have an addictive sugar habit, and so it's like you really need to put in place all the biochemical factors, you know, the balancing the blood sugar. Balancing your brain chemistry, balancing your intestinal tract. It's not just one
4: about my hormone. Yeah,
2: and not just one thing. It's not just one thing, it's many things. Mm
4: -hmm. And
2: I really I encourage you to come in, sit down with one of the nutritionists, and even take our nutrition for weight loss because it gives you the support and kind of the accountability that most Mm -hmm. people need. And you know what? This is never going to go away because this is right. your basic biochemistry.
4: Mm-hmm. So, also, too, I'm really fortunate to be really healthy after the surgery. Sure, I've lost a lot of weight and kept it off, so I'm not having a weight problem. No, but I know that doesn't mean I don't have a sugar problem. I eat fun size, yes, like they're going out of style.
2: So it's going, to, you know, it's going to catch up with you.
4: Right, and mm-hmm. I know that too. So yeah,
2: you know. Call call and make an appointment with one of the nutritionists and
4: mm-hmm. you know,
2: wherever close you live, and you're gonna need ongoing support. I mean For sure. that's
4: that's I have a really great online group that I belong to that's very informational And I think that's great,
2: but I think you need face to face support and kinda of direction ongoing you know, think of in I terms would
4: love of to take the class. Yeah. I'm very interested in that.
2: That sounds great. So, mm-hmm. thanks for the call, and All right. there was a lot of factors when people have sugar cravings. Yeah. You know. So, Brittany, should we take another caller?
0: Yes. Good morning, Cindy. You have a question about stevia.
4: Yeah, hi. Um. I've heard confusing things about stevia. If it's okay to have, like, um, to put in, well, I, I make um, lemon water with apple cider vinegar and then either honey or stevia, but... Can you tell me a little bit, actually, about both? What you think about both? Because they're both sugar
1: substitutes.
0: Yes, good question. So, <laughs> stevia is okay. Um, it comes from a plant, so it's natural. Some companies out there they process it quite a bit. So, one brand that we really like that know that the that we know the, the processing is
3: safe is Sweet Leaf. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. And you can find that like we have it at our offices, but mm-hmm. I've seen of, it at all the drug yep. or
3: at all the grocery stores yes, lately. Yep.
2: Exactly, yep. Sweet Leaf.
0: Yep, yep. That's a really good product. Um, so that's not going to spike your blood sugar. However, I think if you lose or you use it throughout the whole day continuously, you're still kind of getting that sweetness, and it st- still can trick your brain. But if you're just putting you know, one or two drops in your coffee in the morning, I think that that is just fine. But she also asked about yes, honey. Honey honey will definitely spike your blood sugar. So if you're starting your day with coffee, with honey. Or you, lemon water with honey. Yep. You are probably going to have cravings all day. You're setting yourself
3: up for some yep, cravings yep, and the, a bit of failure. Yep. <laughs> the mm-hmm. blood sugar roller coaster.
4: Okay. So, well, thanks, thanks so much. Okay. Thank all you. Right, thank you. So we
2: we were talking before, Mary, and before the callers, we were talking about how to make sure that you keep your blood sugar balanced and you're eating frequently through the day. And I know somebody talked, I think, Carolyn, you talked about, you know, our turkey wild rice soup. Um, so, you know, we have a lot of recipes in our Weight and Wellness Cookbook and Nutrition Guide, and we have a hearty soup with lots of turkey, veggies, wild rice. You know, adding some cream cheese on the side to help maintain balanced blood sugar is great. Put it in a little celery and it's good, you know. But, you know, doing that is great. But then, you know, two and a half, three hours later, you're going to need a snack. Mm-hmm. So what I try to suggest to people is maybe make up some egg salad or tuna salad, or salmon salad, or chicken salad, put it on a wasa light rye cracker, or if people are gluten sensitive, put it on a Mary's Gone cracker, cracker, and eat that, and then you've got balanced blood sugar again. So that's another way to keep making sure that you're eating, you know, six times a day, three meals, three snacks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so
3: step number four is eating in balance frequently throughout the day. So now let's go on to uh, step number five. And really, to fully understand step number five, I suggest either taking our Nutrition for Weight Loss class series or the Weight and Wellness class series. But until then, let me give you some of the bare bones about sugar cravings and our intestinal tract. First, in our intestinal tract, we have a variety of good bacteria and also a bit of Uh, Some bad bacteria. Uh, The bad guys love sugar. Yes, they do. So to make things simple, you want more good bacteria than the bad bacteria. And as nutritionists, we know um, and researchers have also found that taking the probiotic bifidobacteria helps to actually reduce sugar cravings. Our bifido balance um, supplement increases the good bacteria population in your gut, and you know it's kind
2: of interesting to realize that this bifido bacteria is first in breast milk. Mm-hmm. You know, it all goes back to just yes, good food, good nature. You know. Yep. you know just good eating good eating
0: mhm and so we recommend 1 to 2 bifido balance capsules before each meal and most people notice a reduction in their sugar cravings so step number 5 is to take 1 to 2 bifido balance caps before meals to control your
2: cravings so now step number 6 to eliminate sugar in your diet you know i think like some people who just like sugar may only need steps one through five, and they're fine. But we had a caller, Tammy, who mm-hmm. will certainly need step number six yep. um, because people with sugar addictions will need step number six. For those with true sugar addiction, I recommend a consultation like I did to her and taking the Nutrition for Weight Loss classes. You know, an addiction usually indicates a need for support in understanding of all the biochemical factors related to addiction. And there are a lot of those. Yes. And we often recommend adding three to six L-glutamine, and that's an amino acid, before meals in a supplement that's called Crave Control. And I think that's probably, we're getting toward the end. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I want to thank everyone for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition today. If you found this show valuable, Please share it with a friend or a family member. You know, our message each week is to explain how eating real food supports your health and well-being. It's a simple but powerful, life-changing message. Next week, we're going to have a special guest, Dr. Mary Newport, and she's going to be talking about her new book, The Coconut Oil and Low-Carb Solution for Alzheimer's and Parkinson's Prevention.